hello and welcome to the Pumping Irony Podcast. This is episode 24. Wow. And uh, yeah, we've been doing it for two years. We wanted to do like two a month, and we haven't met that goal. We've mm-hmm. done like once a month. So I guess once a month, close or average. So 50%. Yeah. Which is a failing grade. <laughs> but in baseball, it's great. That's true. That's a good average. Yes. We'll go with baseball. We're doing great. <laughs> We're like pros. Yes. <laughs> Um, all right, so this is a podcast where three friends get together and talk about things we like and dislike. We all live in Columbia, Maryland. Um, let's do some introductions. I'm Tim. I'm Russ. And Andrew, who's normally here, has been replaced by two, not just one, but two special guests. Hey. They traveled all the way from Australia. 1,000 <laughs> miles. Australia. All the way from, like 8,000 miles. Something like that, Just to be on this podcast. Pretty right? much. Just for yeah. this. Only right. this. So uh, Only let me introduce, this is Brian and Kelsey. Hello, hey. I'm Kelsey. <laughs> Let's say hi, Bryden. And I'm Bryden. Okay. So, uh, there are, we're our lifelong friends, and we love them, and Andrew's probably really bummed he can't be here, but he is doing boyfriend things today. <laughs> so, uh, He's been yeah. a good boyfriend. Yes. Boyfriend thing. So, Bryden and Kelsey, uh, we've been wanting to get them on the podcast for a long time, but they live in Australia, and it's really hard, and we don't have, I haven't figured out... Skype technology to Skype you guys in, yep. and the time difference is so great. The time difference so. makes it real tough. So we're doing it live and in person. Um, we are recording. It is December. Um, this is our very first, I think, ever podcast in December, because normally this time of the year is crazy. Yep. But since Brad and Kelsey are only here for a short amount of time, we decided to do one. Got to do it. Yep. Um, so Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa to all those people Mazel listening tov. out there. Mazel Tov. L'chaim. Yeah. L'chaim. L'chaim. yes. Because it is, it is, we are in, we're, as we're recording, we are in Hanukkah right now, so. Oh, so when I clear my throat, I'm just, I'm just speaking, you know, speaking. We should be playing the dreidel. Dreidel, dreidel, yeah, so uh, we're going to go around and uh, talk about things we like and dislike, but first, we got a little bit of news and notes out, and you should go see it, because yep. it is a wonderful movie. I've seen it twice already. Have you really? <laughs> yes. Of course he has. <laughs> How does that surprise you? It's been you? out for two days. I have seen it twice. Time, but... uh, yeah, so, um, so I took, you know, Shannon went with us on Thursday for the special preview thing, and, and Owen went, I took Owen last night to see it. Great. So I have to see it again, because Debbie hasn't seen it yet, so yeah, I'll see it at least yeah. a third time in the theaters. Um, and we're not going to talk about it anything more than that, just because we will probably do our annual... Star Wars podcast. But let me ask. January. Is it good or bad? <laughs> um, it's awful. awful. It's the awful. Worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. Words can seriously drive it. Uh, I loved it. It was amazing. Um, and it's a really good movie. It's, it's got his, it's, it's haters out there, but I think every Star Wars movie has its haters out there. Yeah. Um, so, but I think it's, I think it's really good. I think Ryan Johnson did a really good job. And I'm sure I need to see it like three or four more times before I talk about it fully for yep. our podcast. Mm-hmm. In January, I know that Andrew will want to talk about it also. Um, and I'll have seen it by that time. So. Hopefully. <laughs> you should have. Um, but yeah, yeah if, you, if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this podcast, stop listening to us immediately and go see Star Wars. Well, listen to you as you drive to the... the like, yeah, listen to us oh, as you drive. Yeah. And, then, and then pause it and then re-engage yes. once you finish the movie. So it's going to make, you know... Uh, ginormous amount of money. Um, I don't think he's going to break any box office records, but... I don't know, and the pre-sales for that initial day... Uh, I noticed people... that... I already saw a red article that the Thursday is like... Um, it didn't match Force Awakens, but I think it's like number mm. two, I think, or is it number three, I forget. 
um, Avengers, what are the Avengers might be in there or something like that. So, I don't know. It'll still make lots of money for, for Disney, who now owns the world. The world, because the they just yeah. bought uh, 20th, yeah. 20th Century Fox for 50-some billion dollars. Did you see that the Simpsons, um, the Simpsons they, had, yeah. had predicted that yeah. years ago? How does the Simpsons keep doing this? <laughs> yeah, it blows my mind. I don't know. Those people are geniuses. They, I, it's the the true prophets of the age. No. <laughs> Donald Trump, and now, now Disney buying now everything. everything. So, there you go. There's your news and notes. So, we're going to get into it. Um... And so I think I'll go first, talk about my like. Um, and this month, it just keeps getting better and better and better, because not only has there been a new Star Wars movie released, but a new U2 album came out on December 1st. <laughs> and uh, you all know I love U2. And uh, so this is their brand new album. It's 14th studio album called Songs of Experience. Um, their last album in 2014, 15, 14, I think called Songs of Innocence, so this is like the uh, the companion piece to that, um, based on uh, William Blake. He's a poet, I think, in Ireland, and he wrote a collection of poems called Songs of Innocence and Experience. So there you go. There's their, their title. So um, this album has actually been like kicking around for a while, because right after um, Songs of Innocence came out in 2014, Bono says, you know, if you like this album, just wait for Songs of Experience. He says, we'll get it, we'll get it out to you guys in, in, in soon. <laughs> but he goes, but I've said that before. And true enough to his word, it took him uh, three years um, to record this album. A little background. So 2014, into that, um, Bono gets in a um, major bike accident in New York City. Um, breaks a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And is in recovery. Um, I don't think he's still not able to play guitar, um, which the rest of the band assured him. Uh, people okay. people aren't coming to the concert to see you play guitar, Bono. It's okay. You'll be, you'll be fine. We'll be fine. The band will be fine without you playing guitar. Um, but so he started he started writing um, this new album. Uh, they in 2000 I guess 15 yeah they they went on a tour the Songs of Innocence and Experience tour. I got to see them in Boston. Um, so they kind of reworked and this is this is U2's kind of you know modus operandi. They write record fiddle, make sure they got it right. They are kind of perfectionists, and they have the luxury of, of being perfectionists that they could take as long as they want between albums because mm-hmm. they get it right. Um, but they, they wrote all the way through 2015, recorded. Um, they worked really hard in 2016. They almost, they thought they were going to have complete, we're going to re- release it. And then um, things happened in the world that kind of blew everything up with like Brexit and then the election of Donald Trump, and they're yeah. like, maybe we should step back, <laughs> think about this a little bit more, reassess the tone of the album. Bono had some things to say about <laughs> world situations, and so there's a few a uh, few little um, songs that are a little political on there. Had to, you know rewrite it, and that actually gave him a chance to to um, to write, kind of reconceive, reassess um, how they did it, and they really wanted to try to do their best to make sure these songs can be performed live mm-hmm. um, because they are launching their songs of innocence experience and innocence tour in 2018, which I am going to, um, I already got my tickets. So I'm yeah. shocked. Yeah. Aren't you? <laughs> all? And, and how many shows? I'm seeing two so far. So, <laughs> so far. Yeah. So far. Um, so Philly, Philly and, and Washington DC. Philly, um, Philly, huh? Philly, 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 Philadelphia. Yeah, the, I said Philly, Philly. The city's so like? nice they yeah. named it twice. Yeah, Philly, Philly, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. There we go. <laughs> um, Philly, Pa. 
Philippe. Yeah, so I'm going to see that on a Wednesday, and then I'll see in D.C. on a Sunday. Uh, I'm sure I'll enjoy both concerts. Um, I don't know. We'll see if they have a different opening band. Sometimes, you know, they have, mm-hmm. it's always exciting to see who the, U2 is going to ask to, to open for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We saw Last time we saw them, Lumineers open for them, That's and that was really show. good. Um, all right, so the, let's go to the album itself. So um, this is, a, I mean, it's a really good album in in this day and age of like singles and and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that um youtube is still putting out album which he used to call the old days aor album oriented rock those were the stations in the oh. in the uh, 80s and 70s and 80s i remember growing up in southern california there was a um there was a radio station that would do called seven side sunday they would place um a side of like the A side or B side of seven albums on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's cool. um, yeah, uh, those days are kind of gone though. But yeah. you two are still making like cohesive albums, and I think this one really from start to finish is, is just a really, a really good album. Um, they started actually playing one song on the Joshua Tree tour. They had stopped playing it by the time we saw them, but it's mm-hmm. called the Little Things You Give Away. They kind of debuted that during the tour. And then in September they released their first single called You're the Best Thing About Me, which is kind of funny because that's um, that's what someone said to Bono about his wife, Allie. It's like, hey, Bono, you know what the best thing about you is your wife? And at first he was kind of, I think, offended, but he's like, thought about it a little more, he's like, yeah, they're probably right. <laughs> she is the best thing about me. Mm-hmm. So it's a song to his wife. Oh, um, and uh, and so, like, going back to, like, Songs of Innocence <laughs> was all about them, like, growing up in Ireland and, like, mm-hmm. the song called The Troubles. So they grew up during the Troubles between, you know, Northern Ireland and, and Ireland, and that album had a song called Iris that was that was Bono's mom. He uh, she died when he was fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know those things kind of shape people and, and just kind of growing up in, in that in that day and age in the eighties and seventies and eighties in in, um, in Ireland was not the funnest place to, to grow up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so so this song is called Songs of Experience. So this is like you know <laughs> them as you know fifty year olds kind of like looking at their life now and what it means. And so there's a lot of songs to their wives and to their kids. There's a, actually Bono sings a song to his younger self from his older self, um, which is called, let me get the album out here. That's called Love is Bitter, Bigger Than Anything in Its Way. And so I think it's just a really, really good album. I bought the, the deluxe version on vinyl, which you know surprise, but it is the packaging, the artwork, his wife. No, the on the album cover is that's Bono's son Eli oh, okay. holding hands with the Edge's daughter, Sharn or Sean, oh, cool. S I A N. So it's Celtic. So I think yeah. it's Sean. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So yeah, so the the packaging is really brilliant, but it's just a really good album. <clears throat> um, I do like for their lyrics in the in this deluxe thing. They actually have it looks like it looks like a like a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Those, oh, are like, that's really... those are all the lyrics to. Um, uh, to the album, so uh, they have a couple. Of, like I said, they have a couple of political songs. One called "American Soul," talking about like the state of America and how um, you know they love America. I mean, I mean, Bono loves America, right. and uh, but kind of like a kind of like calling America to to be better. Um, he loves the. Sorry, <coughs> <coughs> got one too. I think it's I think gone around because it <coughs> snowed here recently yeah. in Colombia, so. Uh, Bono loves the idea of America and 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 the, the concept of, mm-hmm. of America and, and freedom for all and you know the Statue mm-hmm. of Liberty. Give me your tired and your poor and mm-hmm. and kind of calling America. So one's about like Syria, um, and all the refugees pouring out of, of Syria into like Europe and all the other places. Uh, so he's talking about the refugee crisis. Like I said, there's a lot of songs 
dedicated to his wife. There's one really good song about, it's called The Showman. Um, and it's all about Bono's like mm-hmm. struggle with fame and, and mm-hmm. the way that, the way that, uh, you know, that, you know, as an artist out there, um, just the way they, they, I guess they, they operate, they, they feel what they're all about. One of the lines is singers cry about everything. And, um, it's pretty funny. He says the showman gives you front row to his heart. The showman prays his heartache will chart making mm-hmm. a spectacle of falling apart. It's just the start of the show. Um, so, you know, it, he understands that, you know, with fame comes, comes, comes all those complications. You know, he's, people take shots at him all the time. Sure. Um, obviously he bears his heart on his sleeve. That's his job. Um, but even that gets like a little twisted. Um, there's one really good song to his wife is called landlady. Like, you know, she, like he, he comes and goes and his wife's kind of like the constant there. She's the one taking care of everything. She's yeah. the one there. And, and Bono's the one running around the world and doing all this kind of stuff. And just like a, like a, almost like a thank you to his wife. Like, Aww. you know, so I can say it's a, it's a really good album. Um, they work really hard. They had tons of producers. Um, Ryan Tedder, you know, from One Republic, oh, yeah, worked on it a lot. Right um, and and uh, Steve Lillywhite, who's been a longtime YouTube producer, um, worked on it. So they had, like, tons of producers. They have some really good guest stars. So, like, uh, Haim, mm-hmm. um, they co-wrote, and they, they show up on a song called Lights of Home, which is the second song on the album, which is really good. Um, Kendrick Lamar has, like, an outro and an intro to, like... Um, to, uh, to two of the songs, and he kind of like takes a play on the um, the Beatitudes, oh, which cool. is pretty funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. I can't rap as good as oh, come Kendrick on, come on, Lamar. He goes, it's like, uh, blessed are the arrogant, for theirs is the kingdom of their own company. Mm-hmm. Blessed are the superstars, for in the magnificence magnificence of their light we understand better our own insignificance. Blessed are the filthy rich, for you can only truly own what you give away, like your pain. And he says, blessed are the bullies, for one day they'll have to stand up to themselves. Blessed are their liars, for the truth can be awkward. So mm-hmm. that's what Kendrick yeah. Lamar raps on, like an <laughs> outro and intro. Um, and so, yeah, I can say it's, it's a really good a really good album. Um, start to finish, all the songs kind of have, like, their place. And they, I think they really took care of, like, where the songs go and, and the arrangements of songs on the album. So it, it runs from, like, start to finish. Uh, just runs really good, and, and like I said, I can't wait to see them perform these songs mm-hmm. live. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, they they hosted you. Um, they hosted Saturday Night Live like the day after the album came out, and they sang American Soul and um, this other song. They sang the one before that, "Get Out of Your Own Way." Mm-hmm. So they've already performed some of them live, and and they've done uh, the first single. They played that on like Jimmy Kimmel and all the late night things. So they've already started working on these songs live, but um, but I can't wait. Can't wait to see it. So that is my like. You choose new album, Songs of Experience, available everywhere. Fine albums are sold. All digital <laughs> all digital platforms. You know, it's everywhere. Guys, so. he's not getting paid for this. I'm he not getting paid for this. He loves you too. But he's hoping we get some record yeah. deal. Or yes, right. my, my goal is to meet Bono one day. If anyone out there Kelsey, can make that Bobby, happen. That's my, my lifeline goal is to meet Bono one day, um, so yeah, yeah, that's my like. So we're going to turn it over to the newbies, oh. and we're going to start with Brighton. She's going to talk about something she likes. Um, I'm going to talk about. I don't just like. I love the director, uh, 
Taka Waititi, a.k.a. the Thor Ragnarok director, yep. also directed Hunt for the Wilder People, What We Do in the Shadows, which I think Andrew may have talked... Did you guys talk about What We Do in the I Shadows? Think I, think, I think you guys sure probably have, talked yeah. about that. That's like yeah. a great, great movie. It's just a great movie. Um, you haven't seen it? I have not seen it. <gasps> we were going to watch it last night, but we went for the psych movie. I have the Blu-ray if you want to watch it. It's so good. It's like short. It's only like 90 minutes. Yeah, it's not a long movie. And neither is Hunt for the Wilder People. And so, so both, um, I mean, have you, like, have you, you seen Hunt for the Wilder People? No. Has anybody seen it? Oh, I have. Kelsey's think... seen it. So okay. this is, this is the one I'll talk, spend more time about, right, so that you guys can talk about Thor on another time, because. <laughs> if we do. But... I mean, if you do. If you but, do. but Thor is also, I really appreciated what they do with that, so maybe I'll touch on it. But Hunt for the Wilder People is just, like, true Taka style where it's like dry kiwi humor like but it's also incredibly heartfelt so like this is where you see his first film Boy was like that oh okay so um his first film which is all based in New Zealand and so is so is Hunt for the Wilder People and it follows this little boy named Ricky Baker who is probably the most round human being I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Like, perfectly, like, spherical. Like, he actually looks like, 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 a, like a snowman. Like, like a circle head and a circle body. He's like BB-8? And he's, yeah, he's like BB-8. He's, he's BB-8. actually, like, BB-8, but with legs. Like, it's like... He's so cute. BB-8 with legs and arms. Yeah, exactly. Oh, BB-8 with legs and arms. But he's... He's, he is a fantastic actor. And I'm this is Boy? Get... This is his first Boy? Is this Hunt for the Wilder People? This is Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is not Hunt for the Wilder People. Sorry. Check. So, um... <clears throat> And um, and then it's also um, stars um, Sam O'Neill. Okay. Um, as so Sam O'Neill and his wife take on this Maori boy, um, who's a foster kid, and he's gotten into a lot of trouble. And um, one of the key character actors that Taika uses in both Thor and his, his other movies, like she's in she's in this, and so she plays the um, child services person mm. that like so she's in it, and she's <laughs> also great. Um, and uh, anyway, and so some things happen, and then Sam O'Neill and this boy end up on the run through the wilder- wilderness of New Zealand, and um, and so anyway, it's their story. And I choose the Skuck's life. Skuck's life chose me. <laughs> yep, it's just oh my gosh, it's so good. There's so many great one-liners as there are in like what we do in the shadows and um, and in Thor. And in Thor, yeah. So and Taka makes a guest appearance. Um, as a as a priest in it, um, and it's he's like my favorite. It's one of my favorite lines. Is he talks about there's um, about doors and like when you die, what what happens and stuff. And, and someone goes like anybody anybody and it's like you see Jesus and he's like nope I'm behind that door. What what do you think is it's another door? And, and what do you think is behind that door? And somebody goes Jesus. And they're like he's like yes it's Jesus. He's a tricky one that Jesus. <laughs> And it's um, it's just oh man, it's so good. Okay, um, so Reese Darby's in it. So Reese Darby, yeah, who's, was in. Um, he's only he's got a cameo. Okay, it's just, it's just like it's just a cameo, but he plays a crazy person. Right. And, but he was in uh, you know he was in what we do in the shadows. Yeah, he's part of the and swear he wolves. was from um, yeah, what's the, the show? Uh, Flight of the Concords. Yeah, the yes. manager. Yeah, which is he's so funny. Reese Darby is, is one of my favorite yeah. actors. Yep. I love. Like, because I super got into, when I lived in New Zealand, then, like, okay. New Zealand pop culture as yeah. well. Like, just... That's Ricky Baker. Yeah. yeah. I was looking him up. Like, are you looking him up? Yeah, very round. very round. so cute, though. Air New Zealand ended up using him that that following the year that Hunt for the Wilder People... Hunt, um, to create, like, a Christmas song about, like, Christmas in the summertime, though. Um, so that's also just a fun little, like, two-minute clip if you ever are looking for... 
what it's like to have Christmas in the summer rather than Christmas in the snow. Mm-hmm. An odd experience. So, like, in Thor Ragnarok, um, T- Taika <clears throat> voices the... Um, the- this rock like rock monster guy, and yeah. actually, when I when I first saw that, I thought that that was Reese Darby doing the voice oh, because they sound they, they do sound, sound similar. that New New Zealand accent. They they do yeek, sound yeek. what the heck? What the heck? What the heck? <laughs> you gotta emphasize the e's. Like yeah. it's like it's gotta go high to and they, really and they sound they sound quite similar. But then it's like okay, so um, but that would have been funny. I mean, I could have seen Reese Darby showing up in Thor Ragnarok for some reason because right. I think they're, of other people probably really up good friends. friends. Well, that's the thing. So Taka so Taka likes to use his friends kind mm-hmm. of a thing, and he really also tries to incorporate New Zealand culture where in all of his films. So in, in, in Thor, he actually uses like different colors and stuff on some of the like the scenes in um whatever the, the land is that Jeff Goldblum oh, is right, right. ruling no, over. Yeah, I forget. Battle land. I forget what it's called. Um we're not that like, nerdy, sorry guys. I'm sorry guys. <laughs> I'm I am I am a nerd but I'm not that nerdy. Dominic would know the name Yeah I know. Um I should have done my research before yeah. this. I'm sorry. I failed. Um but so he like uses different things that are like r- that reach back to Maori culture okay. as well as other like um, themes. Like I think they did a scene that was sort of supposed to be like a haka kind of a thing, mm-hmm. where like the Maoris do this like big chant kind of a thing. Oh, kind of like when they were doing all the Hulk masks. And stuff yeah, like that, yeah. When they were doing the Hulk thing. So, right. Yeah. Well, the painting on the spaceships was also supposed to be Aboriginal art. It was yeah, very so similar yeah. after Aboriginal art Aboriginal. because it was filmed in Australia, and then so there was a lot of tie-in of Australian culture and New Zealand culture mm-hmm. in this yeah. one. Yeah. And I heard an interview where Taco was like, "Yes, this is." Or he's like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, this is the this is the movie that brings us all together." Kind of because like he was, they were joking because because he was a Kiwi or New Zealander and Chris Hemsworth is Australian obviously mm-hmm. like and there is this ongoing rivalry between the two countries like one is always talking that like they're better than the other mm-hmm. the queen favors like, them over queens them. right like you know the queen's <laughs> okay. favorite or it's just like well we've got the more beautiful island well we're the bigger country like more people come to like just mm-hmm. you know yeah. in fact they just like to pay each other up as they would say and um and so we like, in the West probably don't realize just how far away New Zealand is yeah, from Australia. Yeah, so it's like, we think it's like, oh, it's just a little bit. It's, it's, it's just far, right up the coast, right? It's right. It's not. It's a distance from, like, the east coast of America to California. Like, mm-hmm. it's a full 3,000 yeah. miles. Like, it's a long flight. Between Australia, between Australia and New Zealand. Australia, New Zealand. Right. Like, it's a long distance. And they are very separate places. Yeah. They are not the same thing. <laughs> Kelsey and I have both been to both. Yeah. Like well, I lived... hour flight from Auckland to Sydney, wasn't it? Yeah, like half five hours. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so it's it's yeah. roughly yeah, like the going, same distance going to, the to go, coast, going to the yeah. West Coast yeah. from here. So it's the and the the cultures are very different. Like there's nothing the same about them. And right. so it's this. Concept. I know, Polly. For me, growing up, I thought that oh yeah, they're right next door to each other. Right. Like yeah. Island off, like Madagascar in Africa. You exactly. Know? You'd think they're the same but, thing, but they're yeah. really not. You know, it's like people think D.C. and Maryland are the same thing, but they're not. Like, <laughs> or yeah. Canada and America. Right, or Canada and yeah. America. You know. Clearly the same, but they're We're not. definitely not. Um, no. So anyway, so he tried, so in this interview that like that they did, I think at Comic-Con or something like that out in San Diego, he was like, yes, this is a movie that brings the two cultures together. I've waged peace between us. <laughs> that kind of a thing. And they were just, like the whole cast just had, it seemed like they had like a really fun time with talking. Everybody mm-hmm. kept talking. He's, he made fun of both Chris Hemsworth and Mark Ruffalo. He's like, oh, yes. I'm giving them the start in their careers. This is their big break. All right, so you have been to both New Zealand and Australia. Yeah. <clears throat> Sell it for us. Who's better, New Zealand or Australia? Oh, <laughs> that's, that's not that's fair. Both, that's both the rivalry. Oh, you can't. Okay, here's what we do. You take one and argue one, and I'll take the other and argue the okay, other. Okay. All right. All right. I think you should take New Zealand. That is what I was gonna say. Longer. I was gonna say I lived in New, so I lived in New Zealand for four months at once. 
chunk of time and then we went back for another month at a different time. Um, and I have to go with New Zealand. Like, I think, because you get the stunning beaches and stuff that you do in Australia, but you also get, like, the crazy mountains and yep. stuff like that. Like, you also filmed Lord of the Rings, Chronicles of Narnia, Now a Wrinkle in Time, mm. like, a whole bunch of, like, movie mm. nerddom culture just resides <laughs> there. And you can just literally walk in it, and there's no, like, other than Hobbiton, you have to, like, pay to go to Hobbiton, like... It's just there. And there's even maps that you can get that are specifically, like, for the Lord of the Rings fans out there, like, that have, like, little pictures of rings on the map, like, as you're oh, driving okay. through the things, and that, that proves that that's a spot that you filmed, that they filmed <laughs> mm-hmm. a scene in or whatever. So, um, I like use a, that map a, a lot. holy nerd pilgrimage. Oh, it's a whole, yeah, and, yeah. like, so when my friend and I were driving around, like, we'd be like, okay, where's the next ring? We're gonna go to the next one. Like, <laughs> find the ring! Like, kind of thing. Um, take off the Yeah, ring. so, it was, um, I, this, the, like, it's just one of those places that's actually magical where you mm-hmm. walk out and you're like, this can't be real. Like, And then you like realize <laughs> how, into a how little CGI they actually use for some of the scenery mm-hmm. in yeah. things like Lord of the Rings and Narnia. Like, they're really... I mean, the characters would be CGI, but like, the background and the, background, and the yeah. scenery itself is Gorgeous. not. Because it's you just need that. paintings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I I would vote New Zealand. Plus, the Kiwis are just ridiculously funny. They're they're I think they're... Funnier than Australians, but All right. don't tell Australians that. <laughs> point counterpoint. <laughs> I it's, New Zealand is a beautiful country. It's small, it's quaint, it's adorable. You've got the beautiful rivers and mountains, but I have to go Team Australia um, and throw off our heritage or our mother from New Zealand. Um, Australia is just fantastic. First of all, the coffee is better than in New Zealand. So okay. for any coffee lovers out there, point. no I'm matter where you lie. go, you can always find a good cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Now, it may not be a sweet frou-frou coffee as Tim likes yeah, to drink. Yeah, I would not like it at all. But the counterpoint to it is you have your nice like latte or whatever. Flat white technically is the drink of Australia. And then you have a fabulous pastry on the side. Like, let me tell you, bakeries there, everything mm. is so fresh. You get avocado toast. Well, actually, it's avocado smash is what they would call it. Mm. Um, and the food is phenomenal. They have, if you're an alcohol person, there's tons of alcohol just flowing everywhere. Like that's just, <laughs> maybe a little bit too much. Yeah. yeah, maybe a little bit too much, but that's just what you do. You go to the pub after work yeah. or after whatever, and it's, you know, a good time. Get a pint of Foster's? Had. No. Um, <laughs> but for me, what sells it Foster's is. Foster's is not. <laughs> just like Budweiser. Yeah. Budweiser. Yeah. What sells it for me, though, is just the land itself so you've got beaches literally everywhere you go and then when you go under the water Bryden and I got scuba certified this year it's just a whole new mm-hmm. world underneath the water it's unlike anything you'll see anywhere else in the world like you've got the Great Barrier Reef on the north but even in Sydney mm-hmm. where we live there's more fish in Sydney than there is actually in the Great Barrier Reef really um, because of the colder water temperatures uh-huh. so they're not as bright and vivid necessarily as in the Great Barrier Reef but you get way more so we saw like a big blue grouper wasn't it mm-hmm. that was like this big, which is, what, a yard? Yeah. For those who are listening, because you can't see my head. Right. <laughs> you know? It's big. Like, it's massive, and it's just fantastic, and the culture of the people is just, like, everyone is welcome. Like, everyone just, oh, come along, have a pint, sort of sort of things, and um, I don't know. I think it's just fabulous. Then you have kangaroos, mm-hmm. um, which are very people-friendly in some places. <laughs> Not always, so, you know, still be prepared to punch them. <laughs> and punch them just like you'd punch a great white when you're out surfing, you know. Have but, you punched uh, a great white when you're out surfing? Not yet, but it is okay. my dream. It's on my bucket list for okay. Australia. I've got one year left. I don't think I'd want to get close enough to a great white. Don't tell my dad. He doesn't want white. me close to them, but, like, I want to be close to them. Because they eat people, that's why. 
Yeah. I just saw like, this clip the other day on like Facebook or somewhere and this guy was scuba diving and the visibility wasn't very good and his buddy's filming him directly in front of him and then all of a sudden you see a great white come <laughs> and it knocks the guy on the head. Like it just passes him but it knocks the guy on the head and the guy turns around because he doesn't know what it is and then he's like, <laughs> and he like freaks out a little bit. Do you see a little yellow stream come out of his wet suit? The problem is wet seats hold your pee in a lot. That's so true. Like, yeah. It keeps you like, warm. It's the best thing yeah, ever. Yeah. Um, but Target actually right now has a onesie pajama of a shark eating a scuba diver. So it's like this scuba diver is like in his wetsuit and the shark comes up to about your torso and it has the mouth awesome. over the diver. Nice. And I was like, this is brilliant. I need this. This is fabulous. But I didn't get it. So, but I will go team New Zealand just because there are more things in Australia. I mean, they could kill you. Yeah. And New Zealand's okay. pretty safe that way. What, a sheep? New Zealand, yeah. No, New <laughs> Zealand has no native snakes. But the only native mammal is a bat. Okay. So, like, anything that's there yeah. is, like, things that have been imported. So, like, there's some weasels. Um, there's, like, r- m- mice and bunnies and stuff like that. But there's, like, nothing dangerous in New Zealand at all, other than maybe falling yeah. off an ice Australian, things right? that fly can kill you. Things that swim Steve on the ground can kill you. Things that swim on the ocean. But he and died of a dangerous <laughs> animal. But not, but not in a, an Australian one. He died of a stingray. Like, you know, I think just... it was, like, off the coast of Australia. No, though. I thought it was somewhere else. I'm pretty I sure. Don't, I don't, don't think we're going to settle the debate. No. So you guys both, I mean, They're and both I think, great places. Yeah, have you... Resident. I've been to Sydney. I've not been to New Zealand. Finding Nemo? Come on. I thought Sydney was fantastic, so... And how long ago was that that you visited also? Oh, 10-15 years ago. They were still importing criminals from Australia when the rest of it was there. That being said, (laughs) if you're going to do a trip to either one, don't try to do both is what I would recommend because they both deserve the time time, and the the amount of energy that you have to fly. I fully agree. I guess you could do them both in a 10-day trip, but if you've only got 10 days, choose one of them and invest yeah. all of your time in that. Either do New Zealand and do both islands, or just spend 10 days on the South Island, because the South Island alone is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Or do 10 days in Australia and do, like, a road trip up from Sydney to, like, Brisbane or something like that. Mm-hmm. Don't try to do both, because you won't see enough, and you'll be like, oh, why didn't I spend more time here? <laughs> and also so. note that in Australia, because this is something that I didn't know until we moved there, that the Great Barrier Reef is not close to Sydney. It is, like... No, it's- it's far, far north. So it's like, like that a whole day drive. Like Ocean Sydney's that Florida whole... and the Great Barrier Reef's like New Maine. York, Maine. Okay, like yeah. Maine. Yeah. Like Maine. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's more than a 24 hour drive from Sydney to Cairns, which is where, wow. which you guys would think it was Cairns, but it's Cairns. You drop the R. That's where the film festival is? Um, no. yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Not that one. And then it's Melbourne, not Melbourne. Drop the Melbourne. R again. It's Melbourne. Well, then why put it in there then? They're because Australian we're Australian and they drop everything. Australia. Australia. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. There's our, our little New Zealand versus Australia debate. Well, thank you for your like, yep. Raiden. And yep. um, and so, yeah. So, um, see Thor Ragnarok because it's, it's, it's great. so so it's good. It's so funny. Uh, see what we do in the shadows because yes. that's hilarious. <laughs> and and I still need to see Hunt for the Winter People. Yeah, go see it. Like, do, do that it. this weekend. All right. All right, Kels. I had I had great difficulty, ladies and gentlemen, deciding on my like, but I think my like is going to be just the theater in general. Okay. Um, I think the theater is a dying art right now, and I think more so money. So live theater. Live theater. Live more theater. money needs to go back. I went to the yesterday. I know. Star Wars. The live theater. So Broadway or going to a musical to support local arts is going to be my life. So okay. this week we had the chance to go to the new Bible Museum in D.C. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was museum beautiful. Museum of the Bible. Oh, the Museum of the Bible. You're right. We like to know. 
Bible Museum. Anyway. The Bible Museum's in Jerusalem. Yeah. Bible Lands Museum. Anyways, we saw Amazing Grace, which is a Broadway production, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was stunning. Like, it was gorgeous. The sets, the cast, the actors were all very, very well done. I mean, not maybe all the way up to par to Broadway, but they all have the potential to be there. But it was yeah. a very small mm-hmm. theater. It was very intimate. Where, just, where'd you guys sit when you saw it? We were not in that first little section, but we were in, like, the front of the next oh, okay. little section on the floor. So we were still really close. Yeah. There was maybe 85 people in the theater that night, wow. which just broke my heart, and that's right. why I'm talking about it. Because I can't imagine as an actor, when you look out to an audience <laughs> right. of what should be about 300 people, and you only see 80 people in there, like, I wanted to cry for them, because they're, like, giving all of their energy right. and all this gusto uh-huh. and, you know, singing their hearts out, and they're looking mm-hmm. into the audience, and then it's like, oh, there's five people here on the right, five people on the left. 10 here, 20 here, and, like, yeah. it was just very scattered, and so I think more people need to go out, and I know it's expensive, but trust me when I tell you, it's worth your while, and it has you thinking, I left that play, and was mm-hmm. just contemplating all of life, because it's got really good themes mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, um, I was, I got a chance to see it, like, before the museum, and yeah. actually opened, and you, you and your mom went, and we, yeah. we went and saw and got free tickets, and, um, yeah, we were, like, in the second row, I thought, I was, I mean, I haven't been to a, I haven't been to a lot of live theater. But I thought it was I thought it was fabulous. It was um, outstanding. It was definitely professional grade. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, definitely. You're only going to see slightly better on Broadway's name, um, who wrote the song wrote Amazing song, Grace, yeah. and so he was raised in a small town in England or big harbor mm-hmm. city, whatever, and um, then ended up in the slave trade, trading mm-hmm. slaves, and then had a radical encounter with God and ultimately turned back from his ways, repented, became a huge abolitionist in the like abolitionist movement in England. And then went on to write a billion different songs, mm-hmm. including Amazing Grace, which mm-hmm. is the hymn that everyone would know. Yep. And um, it's just, it's has you really thinking. Like, for me, it was interesting to see the play and to, to hear the different <laughs> stories, um, because I'm an abolitionist in the 21st century, if you mm-hmm. will. And um, they say there's between 27 million people in slavery currently. Some records say 32 million. Yeah. And so it was just really interesting to hear the different slaves telling their story and thinking about, like, hey, they were princes, and hey, they were different people, moms and dads and brothers and sisters in Sierra Leone or Liberia, I think, were the countries that they were shipping out of, mm-hmm. um, and realizing that's still happening today, and what mm-hmm. are we doing about it? Like, then I went to the mall the next day and was looking at H&M and Forever 21, and it was like, you know, there's a reason why this shirt's only $3. Like, that comes at someone's cost mm-hmm. of their life. Yeah. Like, yeah. should I be buying this shirt? Should I be buying this chocolate? And when, <clears throat> like, what is the real cost yeah. of this? So it just really had me thinking and just got me mm-hmm. re-fired up for it. Um, so, that being said, Amazing Grace, if you can see it, if it's on tour, production, or any of your other local theaters, see it. And if not, just go to the theater. It's Christmas. There's lots right. of shows on. Yeah, There's we just went and saw, to, uh, Russ and I last Sunday went and saw, uh, like, a local, I was at a, a church. Christmas Carol, yeah. And it was called A Christmas Carol, and I thought it was really, really good. Les Mis yeah. is coming to the National Theater. Yeah. Oh, see, is it this really? Week, this week I really want to go. Oh, wow. Or I'm going to New York on Monday to visit a bunch of friends because I used to live there. I really want to go to Anastasia on Broadway, oh, but gosh, I don't I think I'm going to have so time. Bad. I just bought, um, as a Christmas present for Carla, she won't hear this before. You know. Yeah. She doesn't um, listen anyways. She doesn't listen anyway. <laughs> but a season pass for us for the Chesapeake Shakespeare Company. Oh, so, that's incredible. We so love good. going there. So, yeah. yeah. Is that Baltimore? Or is that, or it's that, in Baltimore, yeah. yeah. They, they, do a, they do an outdoor show every summer at the uh, 
Up in Ellicott City. Up in Ellicott City, the yeah. Patuxent yeah. Women's. It used to whatever, be an old like, asylum, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was an old woman's and asylum. It, oh, and that's asylum. fantastic. That's amazing. That's Especially where... when they do a, a walk around one where the audience moves with the oh. with the production. Oh, oh, I haven't done that one scenes. before. That one's a lot of fun, yeah. Anyway. I've only been the one time when Jana was in Pride and Prejudice. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Our, friend, yeah. our friend Jana, she's an actress, and um, she was in a production of Pride and Prejudice there. And yeah, yeah it was fantastic because. Yeah. Just gonna be like great. when you're out, like yeah. theater's just the best because you It just adds to your life. Yeah, like you you get to embrace, an, like a whole other world, but like with actual people rather right. than like yeah. in the theater kind right. of thing. There's Although an, there's ironically, an yeah, there's a different it. energy. I was going back sort of to Thor. Yeah. The James Corden did Thor 4D. Did you guys have to see that? that? No. Okay, so James Corden did this really funny thing. I love James Corden. I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of his. He did this thing where at a, at a premiere special event kind of a thing that they had arranged for this whole audience, he got the full cast of Thor Ragnarok to like come and okay. then actually tell the whole movie oh, before the movie started. Uh. <laughs> so like, and then like reenacted like the whole movie for this audience, but like in a much shorter version. So Kate Blanchett, mm-hmm. like. Taka was there, like Jeff Goldblum, Chris Hemsworth, um, Tom Hiddleston, Mark they, like, Ruffalo. R- Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. They were literally all of them were there. And they were in the worst costumes you've ever seen. Like they were in like <laughs> like the in. terrible like yeah. Hall- anyway. And he's like, I just I think this is a great new. I, I wanted to like, what can we do new? And he's like, I'm gonna do Thor 4D movies in the 4D kind of thing. <laughs> and so it's like basic anyway. But, so, yeah. but I, I, I'm going to go see this little show in New York in May called Hamilton. Um, oh, casual. Oh. Is that, is that, uh, yeah. tell, yeah. tell me about that. What is this show? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about it. It's not very popular. It's not very popular. So the tickets were really cheap. Yeah, I'm sure. And easy to come by, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, got some guy in the street. So, yeah, I'm excited. I This would be my first Broadway show. Really? Oh, I've never, I have never been to Broadway to see a play. Like, like I've, I have seen Les Mis in DC. I've seen Evita. Um, we saw Cats. Oh, boo! Um, and <laughs> did not enjoy that. Um, and we saw something Memory. else. I <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. You should go see once if it ever goes on production, just to see yeah. all the music. I, I want to see. I mean, there's a couple I want to see, but yeah, this will be my first time in Broadway. So yeah, I love live theater. And like going back to Amazing Grace, like I was in second row. I mean, I could you know reach out and, and touch these people, and it's just really mm-hmm. cool seeing people act and do all their stuff and sing like right. I mean, so, I love I love live concerts. I you know I've I've been going to concerts forever, and I so I love live music. Um, and so this is just you know like live theater. Where is so the again, theater in the Museum of the Bible? Is it like a separate uh, entrance, no, or so the, do you have to be in the museum to see? So the see cool it? thing is yeah. when you buy a ticket to any of their shows because mm-hmm. this is they were running this one through January seventh, and then they're gonna do a couple other ones. Always have a show on, so it's on the fifth floor in the Bible oh. Museum. And when you buy a ticket to one of the plays, you get a two-hour admission or two hours before the show into the the museum, mm-hmm. so you can walk around the Bible Museum okay. beforehand. Museum of the Bible, sorry, um, beforehand, and sort of just see the different I think people are going to be calling it the Bible Museum. I know, exactly. Well, and what's really cool is that, like, the fifth floor is the, like, start, the fifth and the sixth floors are the start of where they have these, like, outdoor walk-arounds, so where you can see, like, the skyline of the Capitol and the Washington Monument and all that type of stuff, so it's, and they, like, they just have walls of glass, Mm. like, outside of the theater kind of thing. It was snowing for us, too, so that, like, Christmas, like, 
romantic snowfall yeah. right. up and over the city. Oh, it's yeah. so gorgeous. It was so lovely. Yeah. So to link U2 and Amazing Grace, so I have sung Amazing Grace at a U2 concert with like 70,000 70, other people. That's Bono, awesome. Bono's, Bono's led people Bono in, in would Amazing love Amazing Grace. Grace. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he might have like, seen it already. But he's probably Yeah, yeah just to say, I've, I've, I've sung the song with you know 70,000 of my closest friends. With Bono. With Bono. With Bono. All right, Russ, what's your like for this time? Um... It's we're up to you. So for the last year, um, almost, um, we've been doing a, a, a reading the Bible through in a year, right. mm. following the Bible project. So my like is the Bible project. I just love them. just love them. who they are and what they're doing. They make um, well. Let me read what their description is on their website. Is the Bible project is a nonprofit animation studio that produces short form fully animated videos to make the biblical story accessible to everyone, everywhere. We create videos, podcasts, and study guides that explore the Bible's unified story. Mm-hmm. So, they have a reading plan that, that me and a lot of people at Bethany have been following. And I'm way behind on. I'm I'm one day behind. I'm okay. supposed to start wow. Revelation today. And Come on. I'm, I just you read Jude. So. Okay. Anyway, but, but yeah, I'm just one day behind. So, um, But their videos are fantastic. Um, they... Uh, Brian and Kelsey's mom said that the videos are like a a a free you know Bible um, seminary yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. And they're really deep, but really accessible, and they do you it in such a great way. Long, yeah. so fast. Yeah, each each, like each one is less than ten that, minutes. Yeah. You know, while you're... Right. So so every every book of the Bible they've done at least one video for, and they it's like drawing on a whiteboard almost. Um, Look, you know, so you see it as they're talking about it, things get drawn, and it's just really engaging and yeah. Yeah, and keeps your interest. And they also have done many theme videos mm-hmm. for various themes that are in yeah. the Bible that are that aren't the whiteboard looking drawing. Right. They're mm-hmm. they're full color and different styles right. and everything. Mm-hmm. They just released one on justice, which mm. was mm, amazing. Awesome. It's like it's like three dimensional. Sort of like the beginning of Game of Thrones, where things are raising out of the floor, oh, out of the yeah. floor mm-hmm, and so, mm-hmm. but it's all with cardboard, and it just looks it's just amazingly oh, awesome. amazing looking. We can link to that okay, video. Yeah. That that'd be a good intro video for anybody to uh, to look at. But it's just I have been so blessed, I guess I'll say, about you know just to understand the Bible more, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and you know I recommend it to everybody, even if even if you don't, you aren't Christian, just. Mm-hmm. Watch the videos for the art of the, the video themselves. So beautiful. <laughs> they're, they're actually so beautiful. fantastically beautiful. And, and that's something that kind of up your alley with animation. And oh, art absolutely, and, yeah. And, and beautiful things, you know. Right. I mean, your, your daughter's studying animation. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know your daughter's animation video for her final project was outrageous. Yeah. Oh, there, maybe so I could. Cool. There's another like for me. <laughs> yeah, that was so Katie. beautiful. That was so fantastic. Katie made an animation video. We can link to that also. Yeah, yeah. link to Get more too. views of that. So, that'd be good for her. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, so it's it's just you know art is up my alley and the Bible Project does that. And I think they're, I mean, from what I think they're really, I mean they're really nice guys. I mean, yeah. just seeing if you see mm-hmm. some of the background videos of them, um, I, I love the way the guy narrates. I mean, mm-hmm. he, yeah. he do explain things really well. Mm-hmm. Um, these real heavy concepts. Um, I think they've 
also they've kind of raised themselves above some of the controversy. They're kind mm-hmm. of like, we're not even going to deal with that kind of stuff. We're kind of going to go above that and go right. to a different level. Yeah. And uh, and so I like I like that about that about them. Yeah, it's it's really given me the you know the overarching theme of the Bible is has right. come mm-hmm. through as, as yeah. this. So yeah. So yeah, it's great. Um, and and they're I mean. One guy's got a divinity degree, I believe. Or, yeah, he's got and a master's. Or he's, master's he's yeah. got a master's. So, you know, they know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, right, right, right. And they have really talented people working for them. they have really talented people yeah. working for them. They're, and they're out of Portland, Oregon, so they're probably everything, really... Everything is free. Of course, free. You, can donate, you can donate to it, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but everything is free. Right. And they actually use their videos in our classes. Yeah, so I was going to say that. Uh, yeah. we, um, Kelsey and I are in Sydney because we're attending Hillsong College. Um, to further right. our own understanding of the Bible and stuff like that. And in some of our classes, that was where we were first introduced to these videos was in our classes. Mm-hmm. And so class. they would show, like, not every week, but, like, for some no, of our... No, but different themes. Yeah. Different things about like Abraham, where we're discussing Abraham and the covenant, like, what, what that, like, concept yeah. means and that type of stuff. And or so Ephesians, because we yeah. did a whole semester theme on Ephesians yeah. 1. Right. And so <laughs> you know. then we watched the Ephesians video. And I do it in my own personal devotional life. Like, there's three videos for Isaiah because it's such a big book of the Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, they're all right. fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it did so. make you easier to read through some of those really hard. Oh, books. absolutely. For yeah. sure, the, the well, like, especially if you read it at the beginning, because it gives you an over. Like usually yeah. with right. the, the first one, it gives you sort of that yeah. overview and cohesive. Like this is what's about to happen in this book, and right. if you have no idea of what was happening exactly. in like <laughs> the context, two thousand BC, like you're like, oh yeah, because this king and that king, and you're like, what? And then this video comes in, and it just sort of goes, okay, so this is what was happening. Right. Or yeah. even with the letter oh. to Paul, like, right. oh hey, Paul's writing to this church and calling these guys out because they're being dummies who are like yeah. fighting over something very simple that Paul's like, hey, come on. Better than this. So and each of the uh you know, the the video for the books of the Bible, when they draw that thing on what I call the whiteboard, even though it looks like a cork board or something, yeah. but yeah. they have a great background to it. Um those Finished artworks are available for download, so you can just download them right. and print them out yourself. Oh, and, I didn't and, know that. You know, I didn't know that. Yeah, but oh, that's awesome. that. download that. They were like, actually like selling, and they're selling a book. Yeah, were they because I tried to buy it before and it was like sold out or something. Like yeah, that. I, think, they I think I think did a Kickstarter kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, Kickstarter then, thing. I tried to get in on that, and yeah, I was like a little I didn't bit get too late. But yeah, they're either. bind it. They bound all those those no, posters like together. Yeah, what they're like writing on it. Yeah, it's like a scroll. Yeah, it's like a scroll. Yeah, so they're they're. Good, it's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. stuff. Yeah. stuff. Alright, well we'll take a short break and uh, we'll come back with our dislikes. I, uh, heads up, I'm going to be playing U2 music during this podcast. <laughs> I'm no, shocked. No surprise <laughs> there. So. so, take a short break, let's do a U2 song and then we'll, we'll be back with our dislikes.
Okay, and we're back, and as usual, we go in reverse order, so uh, since Russ talked last, again? you get to talk first, right. or your dislike. So, my dislike this time is um, that I hate when I get a song stuck in my head that I hate. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's called, a good one! Those are called earworms. Earworms, yes, yeah. an earworm. So, my current earworm, because it's Christmas time, is... All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Oh! <laughs> it's killing say, me. I thought you were gonna say that just the oh, Mariah Carey song. I was like, well, that's a great song. No, stuck in your head. But okay. No, it's. I have. Oh, I have no idea. So annoying. I don't think I've heard it recently on the radio or anything. It's just it's been just playing in my head, and I have no idea why. And. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I, had, um, <laughs> I had a what song and I think I had like sleigh bells in my head. I was trying to sing it but I was like butchering most of the lyrics because you know, I know the tune but but then I'm like, wait, where does that lyric go? I was I so and my, my daughter Shane was looking at me like, What the heck are you doing? I'm like, sorry, it's in my head, I gotta sing it. I um I was, But that was a that was a bad song. I've had Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer stuck in mind and like it's funny because then yesterday I went to go get my nails done and I was talking to a friend who like who I was with and um she was looking for a Christmas party game, and I was like, oh, you could do, like, finish the Christmas carol, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was, she's like, oh, that's great. And I was like, you could, like, you know, with, like, Rudolph, right? Was, and then my, like, nail technician, he just starts singing this song. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, then I apparently made it an earworm for him, because then literally, like, it would be silent, and we, or, like, I would be talking to my friend, and then all of a sudden he'd go, Rudolph, the red nose reindeer. <laughs> and then, like, nothing. And then, like, ten minutes later, Rudolph, the red nose reindeer. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh, no, I've done it to him. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so yeah, there's uh there's been a whole like list <laughs> listicles of, of songs you don't want stuck in your head. Yeah. yeah. I know I listened to it like uh NPR's like all songs considered and they had a whole episode here <laughs> dedicated to these songs they hate that get stuck in your head. Oh, so worse. um yeah, earworms are bad. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, for feedback, if anyone wants to give us feedback out there, let us know your <laughs> favorite or worst earworms are the songs that you The ones that get most stuck in your head? Get stuck in your head, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, well, that's a good dislike. That's a great dislike. <laughs> we'll keep our dislikes a little bit short since yeah. we're, uh, we're four yeah. of us, yeah. so we're good. My dislike, okay, I've been a Taylor Swift fan for ages. I'm not a fan of this new album. It's mm. my dislike. I just gave it one whole listen through, and uh-huh. I was just like, Taylor, what has happened to you? Like, I miss old Doesn't school. Doesn't she talk about all the things that happened yes. to her, though? Yeah, I know, and she does. <laughs> she does, and that's what breaks my heart. Uh, okay. Like, just listening to it, I'm like, all of it just sounds like the soundtrack for Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, literally, every song I was like, yeah. are, is it, are you doing a whole album for Fifty Shades? Like, I know you did the one song with Zane, whatever his last name is, mm-hmm. for the album. Like, that's actually a decent song. No, Malik. Malik? I think from One Direction. That was was a decent song. But this album, none of them, like, none of them was like, oh, yeah, let me listen to this again on repeat. Like, "Mm, not so much. Mm. That's my just, like, I'm Or Tay-Tay was song. Come on, Tay-Tay, we're we're thinking about you. Yeah, (laughs) we love you, Tay-Tay. Come back to us. Make your choices. Make good choices. (laughs) Make good choices. Make good choices. And just, yeah, I'm still ready for you. I've heard, like, um... Like, the first two songs I think they released on that. I'd listen to them because yeah. Apple Music, you'd listen to them for free. It didn't cost me anything. So I was like, yeah. My thing is, she's generally a musical genius, though, and there's, like, motives behind every one of her songs. So I just need to go in and do like research behind it and figure out what... Like, because a lot of this has been, you know, this is my payback to everyone, all the haters, whatever, mm-hmm. my reputation. So I just haven't done enough research on it, I think, to fully appreciate it yet. Mm-hmm. But on first, first music video and first song, single off of this album, I did, like, the song, I bought this single thinking, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it's a new Taylor, like, 
and then I like listened to it and I hated it. Like I actually was like, oh my gosh, I just spent a dollar twenty nine on <laughs> iTunes, and I'm really sad about this. Like I should have just waited for the album, and then I could just like not listen to this song. But then I saw her music video for it, and I was like, oh, this is like billionaire genius type of like yeah, like it's market really, marketing uh-huh. ge- like genius marketing kind of a thing. But at the same time, I still don't like the song. But like, there's, it, there's a lot of darkness in it. Like, yeah. not to be yeah. one who's like, whatever. But there's just a lot of sadness and anger mm. and darkness in it that then I just wanted to cry yeah. the entire time I was listening to it. Just like I You're not a, sang- a sad and angry and dark person. So. No. Yeah. And so I just, like, I'm, you know, like, I just feel bad Kelsey's for you. Kelsey's the nicest person in the world. Like, I just exactly. feel so, like, my heart is yes. breaking for you and for everything. It's like when you watch... Like the Katy Perry documentary or the Lady Gaga documentary or one of those. And you just see how broken their lives are and mm-hmm. how sad and just how much like fame and money mm-hmm. has done to them. And so that's, I just feel like what this album is for Taylor. Mm-hmm. It's just it's like a cry for help almost. Yeah. So Taylor, I'm here if you want to be besties. <laughs> like, I'm here for you, honey. She will lift your spirits. I will lift your danger. spirits. We'll go for donuts. Like, it'll be go. great, you know? Yeah, okay. Platonic donuts. Yeah, platonic donuts. <laughs> Um, I love that band. <laughs> Platonic Donuts. That would be so a great good. band. That would be a great band. That should be Hayden and Derek in our band. Yeah, that'll be Platonic a band. Donuts. Platonic Donuts. Oh my gosh. You heard, you heard it here, folks. You heard it here, folks. Don't steal our band name. It's a yep. Anyway. Um, All right, Brian. What's your dislike? My dislike. Okay, because it's Christmas time, right? My dislike is how much I actually like. Hallmark Christmas movies, guys. I'm I love them, and I, oh, I but I hate that I love the rest them. Of us, guys. And, and I'm sorry. I know that they're like like, but my, I love to make like I love to make fun of them, but uh-huh. at the same time, I also genuinely like like the happy endings of them. You know, it's just and I hate and it though. I hate. There's a lot of them out there too. There's, there's so many, so and there's many, new ones each year. And now Netflix has jumped on the, the bandwagon. Was it the Christmas? Well, they've got there's the Christmas Prince. Okay, Christmas Prince. And then, and now they've just released another one this weekend. So, like, they're, like, doing, like, their own... <laughs> Have you seen the Christmas Prince? I've seen the Christmas and, Prince. Is it any good? Oh, my gosh. It's, <laughs> like, I've seen a couple BuzzFeed articles out there and stuff like that about how it's, like, the worst, best Christmas movie or, like, the best, worst Christmas movie. Because it really is, like, there, it literally takes scenes from just about every romantic comedy and, like, drama, like, there's straight up, like, not to spoil the movie for you guys, because I'm sure you're all going to go home and oh, watch yeah. it. Oh, yeah, it's totally um, on my list right now. Right, but but there's a scene, like, where the girl goes, like, following the prince into the woods or whatever, right? And they're both on horseback, but he doesn't know she's following her, like, you don't think. And then her horse starts, and she, like, falls off, and she's in the middle of the woods by herself, and then a wolf comes. And it's straight up Beauty and the Beast. Of course, like, yeah. the Beauty and the Beast thing, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is straight out of Beauty and the Beast. And then, of course, who comes talking? to the rest, right as the wolf's about to attack, who right. comes to save her but the prince, and uh, like, okay. you know. In full Beast costume? Not Beast costume. <laughs> no, I won't oh, give you how he scares her away, it's a little bit different than okay. Beauty and the Beast. They do change up how he scares the, the wolf. Um, but well, they always have big name stars, too, right? Our Sometimes like they B movie stars. Yeah, like or? this. This my one, McPartland from Chuck was on like two or three of the Hallmark ones. Oh, okay. And they, I mean, yeah, they get like they get Lori Loughlin, Loughlin or whatever from like uh, Full House or Fuller okay. House now. So she's in a lot of them. They all got mortgages to pay. So right. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. I mean, like I, I, I did some research into them about like they're really cheap to make movies. Uh-huh. So they pick small towns mostly in Canada where they film mm-hmm. all of them kind of a thing. So they're very cheap and they make them literally in one week. Like mm. they, they film them in a week and then that's it. Like, so there's like no reshooting. That's like, so it's like one take and you're done. Nice. And so that's why they're so cheesily bad acting. Uh-huh. Like, cause it's, 
actors can't necessarily have the time to like redo scenes and all Where's that. My motivation for right, that? exactly. Like, it's like, like, go for it, great. We got it. Um, but yeah, you know what? It. They keep making them, and I keep watching them, and I'm gonna keep watching them. And and my mother, who does, normally cannot cannot handle a name types of movies, uh-huh. actually loves these two. Ah, corrupted her. Well, no, I didn't like. I came home and oh, she so was like, "Apart from you, she started apart watching." Apart from yeah. me, yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm. I think maybe so. she just missed you. So yeah, maybe that's that probably it. So she's just like feeling like I'm gonna now. watch them like my daughter. So it is too. your fault. It is me, <laughs> probably. It probably is. It's probably my fault. And there you I, go. But yeah, that's my. Let us know your your favorite cheesy. Yeah, let us know your favorite. Uh, my current Christmas my movie. current running one is um a song for Christmas. That's one I watched the other day. Anyway, there you go. That's my, okay. my new favorite one. What did it have like some country stars that are part? Yeah, of Yeah, well, so I'd never heard of these <laughs> these people before. Um, the actors in them, but yeah, it's about a, a country star who gets left in a small town, and of uh, there's a Christmas tree farm family that adopts her <laughs> into their family, and they've got obviously this really attractive son, uh-huh. and he's a, like a budding songwriter himself. Of course. And she, you know, doesn't. She's really upset with her music right mm-hmm. now because it's like so all poppy and he, stuff. He heals her music. So he encourages her to write her own music, kind oh, okay. of a thing, and he helps her write a Christmas song. Mm. Anyway, sounds beautiful. And they all die in the end. Exactly. <laughs> Is it going to be the next Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas? You know, oh, this the song, though, guys, the end was the worst song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. It was, like, actually the worst song. And they're like, oh, my gosh, this is the best song ever. This is totally going to make your career. And I'm like, it's such a bad song. It's so oh, bad. But lovely. it's so good. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm going to bring us all down for oh, a while. Gosh. Because my dislike... Um, is well, I read this article today, and the article is Man Explains the Actual Dangers of Net Neutrality oh. Being Killed Off in Detailed Twitter Rant. So, the FCC has decided to kill net neutrality, yeah. and so this guy kind of does this Twitter rant to explain why it's actually really bad and um, and why we should be talking about the real reasons it's really bad instead of the the memes out there kind of um, distracting everyone from the real dangers yeah. of this. So, I mean, you. you the one that most out there is says, is if if it passes, you'll pay fourteen ninety nine for Twitter and ten cents for Google search. But he's like, that's not exactly that's not what's going to happen. Um, what happens is that um, you know net neutrality is not going to the the big guys are not going to be affected by this at all right. cause, because there's so big. It's the little guys mm-hmm. who are going to be affected. So if you want to like start your own video streaming service or if you want to start any kind of thing, you have to pay so much royalty to these people to even let them you know piggyback onto their kind of right. you know stream going through. Um, but the worst thing he says is um, is the the lack of, of like what privacy is going to do for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. So um, let me get to it. It says, how does one proceed to know which website you are accessing if one wants to throttle or limit your access? Easy. It opens and reads everything that you sent or is sent to you. He's like, creepy much? Mm-hmm. It says, let's take a snail mail metaphor. Imagine the U.S. Postal Service opening up and reading every single letter people send and decide that this one or that one should be sent slower or not at all because it doesn't use the brand of paper included in the base package. I'm talking about like these base packages mm. of where you can do. So imagine that you know all your information is just out Crazy. there. It says, this type of tra- traffic surveillance is called DPI for our deep packet inspection. It also allows a nation state, say the U.S. of A, to have the infrastructure in place at the telecom communication of the telcos to read, filter, censor, or alter anything you write and everything that you read. Um, 
So he says, to conclude, yes, people need to mobilize against the attacks on net neutrality, but propagating misconceptions about what it is doesn't help. Always make the bet that people are smart and can understand complex problems. If you take the time to explain them, it's on you. So, yeah, so net neutrality is going to, I don't know how how soon it's going to affect, but the fact is, you know, our our privacy is already invaded, but this is going to, I think, take it up to the next level, and we're, I don't know when we're going to start feeling it or how we're going to start feeling it, but... There are a lot of states that have sued the FCC about right. it, so... Yeah, so we'll it's still going to be there, but, you know, it's it. like it's like another blow to our to our freedoms of, of, oh, of, right. of being allowed to do, you know, <clears throat> and not having, you know, Big Brother kind of monitoring you. And, like, this graphic he had, like, you know, of all these surveillance cameras just pointing right yeah. at you. You can imagine, like, all these CCTV cameras <laughs> yeah. all pointing right at you and, and, and watching what you do. Um, right. And so it's pretty crappy. So, yeah, mm-hmm. the net neutrality is, is, is gone for now, but, you know, I'm sure. But if you're, if you're concerned about it, call your state's attorneys general yeah. and complain about it go. and have right. them write a letter, write a letter or yeah. email them or send them, take you know, action. take action and come to DC, go to the museum of the Bible and, uh, drop it on your senator, your representative. Right. 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 Yeah. So there you go. That's, that's our, our little, pro, uh, public service announcement. Stop spreading the lies and get down to the real problem because yeah. the real problem is actually really scary. Yeah. And uh, all those lies are just kind of like putting a smoke screen in. Yeah. And, and the big companies like it and all those kind of, they like the smoke screen because then that kind of, you know, doesn't allow people to see the real problem. So, Sorry to bring it down, people, but it's okay. you know, it's all right. this is a you podcast know, going out on the internet, and people probably won't ever hear this podcast because well, of the net neutrality. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> some buzzwords in there, and they're going to monitor it and slow That's it down, right. so you, <laughs> you can't get it. So if you don't ever hear this podcast, we're sorry. It's because of net neutrality. But if being, you found it, congratulations! You just right. paid a million dollars. All right. Well, I think um, that's. That's probably a pretty good podcast, and we can wrap it up. Um, oh, one last thing. I would like to say congratulations to my son and to his friend, Elliot. I just, I just found out they got, oh, yeah. both got accepted hey! into UMBC. So that was, like, the, the I think their first, you know, big – that was, like, their first number one choices, yeah. and that was the first thing they actually did. So I don't even know if we're going to be applying to any more colleges, but, <laughs> but yeah, my son's going to college. Hey! Now I'm going to start paying Elliot. for it. I think they want money immediately. So <laughs> that's another little dislike. They want money like immediately from us, so yeah. uh, you know <clears throat> you've been through there. So, oh, yeah. so my son will be going to college with, with your son. So they're they're all happy now. They're so. happy. Yep. So congratulations, Owen. Congratulations, Elliot. And uh, I think that's that's it. Um, I'm Tim. I'm Russ. I'm Brighton. I'm Kelsey. Thank you guys for guest uh, guesting on our thanks podcast. For us. Yeah, and for um, us. maybe someday in the future. Sure. You guys won't live in Australia forever, hopefully not. <laughs> or you guys can come down under and we can do a podcast. Oh, we can do it down Ooh, under. Podcast yeah. down under. Podcast down under. Boom. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Over there. I'm booking my tickets today. Exactly. I'm not. <laughs> you got college. Well, hey, everyone have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Merry Hanukkah. Christmas. Um, and we'll see you, I think, in the new year, 2018. Next year. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Pumping Irony Podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or any other podcast program. You can leave a positive review and a rating for us on iTunes if you like what you hear. You can interact with us on our website at www.pumpingironypodcast.com 
or on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash pumping irony podcast. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Twitter by searching at pumping irony pod. That's what's gonna get you.